0: This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by 9mm Ammunition. 9mm Ammunition. Get a free sample if you try and enter my home without my permission. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only Intercontinental Podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday Podcast Network 308 Weeks Strong. I am your host, Ted Burton. With me today, as per usual, my friend Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome back, Tim.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going great. It's by and by great, I mean terrifying. <laughs> I was I was so my alarm went off this morning. It was like 45 minutes before we were supposed to start recording Because um, I I'm just I was like, I'm just gonna get up brush yeah. my hair throw on some clothes We'll do these recordings and then I'll shower and go to work. It'd be great And so my alarm goes off. I'm I'm not I don't have to like rush out All I need to do is go turn on the studio stuff plug in my yeah. computer I'm ready Easy to go day. So I'm like, well, I'll just lay in bed for a minute. So I'm like, I'm in bed, browsing Instagram, checking Discord, you know, fucking around, checking where my Amazon shipments are, that kind of stuff. And I hear this noise that sounds like someone testing keys in my locks. Okay. And so when I moved in, I replaced all the locks on the house because there were four keys to open the house. And I replaced them with locks so that I could key it up for just one key. So I hear this this noise coming from what sounds like the back door, and you know that m- first thought is like it's got maybe it's the cat messing around, mm-hmm. but the cat's in bed with me. Like there's nothing else in the house that moves other than myself and the cat. Yeah. And so I am out of bed like a flash. I am silent like a predator to my hidden gun <laughs> that I keep hidden in a strategic location so that it, for exactly this kind of yes. problem. Yeah. And. I'm at the back door, not the back door that I normally use in the kitchen, but the back door in the back bedroom. And I'm still hearing this noise. And so I flip that key and I fucking step out that into my porch. I'm not like out in the backyard, fucking stark naked and but fully armed. And there's the noise is still happening. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe someone's trying to get in the basement door So I go to the basement door. I'm down the basement steps and I've got my gun trained at the back door. And I'm like, don't fucking come in here. Mm -hmm. And the noise stops. And then I stood there for about a minute and there was the noise has not returned. Yeah. But when I checked my cameras, I didn't see like, there was no notification of someone coming in, uh, to my backyard, to my back door, or going out away from my back door. Yeah. So maybe it was like a raccoon. I was or thinking it was cat or an something. Yeah. but it was like it fucking freaked me out.
1: Huh? That's uh, a good uh, yeah, it's that's a good great way to start way your to day.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to start your day. Um, I mean, I'm glad it's not a person, but holy Are you sh- shit, it was no. It's it was fucking because <laughs> because then like. Then the adrenaline Decreases I realize I'm not wearing Any clothes Uh And I And then I'm like well let me get dressed And then like oh my body chemistry Starts normalizing again and suddenly I felt like I was going to just throw up Yeah Um,
1: That's what happens when you spike on adrenaline Yeah
0: Yeah, it was was Fucking weird I'm sorry brass knuckles Yeah I got a long car drive this weekend too I gotta go back to Tulsa that fucking shithole
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> but I'm going to be listening to uh, Joe Nesbo's Harry Holy book number two or Hola, because it's Norwegian.
1: Did you ever watch the? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, that's that why I, I started listening to okay, the books.
0: Okay. Yeah, I the was, movie is the movie was not good. Michael Fassbender was great. Yes, yeah, that's Michael all I've Fassbender, heard. Yeah. and um, and the character was interesting enough that. Uh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll check these books out. Because it's like the Jack Reacher movie. Yeah, It's not a very good like reflection of the character in the story. But it was a good enough movie that it made me want to check out the books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so it's uh, it's 10 a.m. on a Monday. And I know most people are asking themselves, what whiskey is Tab drinking today? <laughs> and you know what they say, you can't drink all day if you don't start early. So uh, I'm drinking Hochatown Single Barrel, which is an oklahoma whiskey and probably the best oklahoma whiskey available so anyway yeah this that was my morning tim how's your your week been how's your three weeks been
1: it's yeah it's 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 weird that we're catching up once a month now um i've just been working just a lot of work and work and work uh it's getting hectic here to say the least yeah uh, i mean like just huge shows all going on at the same time
0: yeah just wait until so, nutcracker comes i wonder if you'll end up getting that show call
1: maybe um i'm doing uh frozen and the opera at the same time uh so there's there's gonna be like a two-day stretch where i've got like eight hours of sleep total mm-hmm. um 48 hours of work that's gonna be fun
0: yeah i don't know that that that, that's like it all yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah they need more people man they need to stop uh making people want to flee that fucking city yeah boy um what else what else has been going on uh Halloween kills. No, it's Halloween ends. Ends fucking stupid naming structure is out on Peacock. It came out Friday, and we're going to be doing a review of that shortly yeah. after this episode. Um, so keep your eye out for that. I'm not going to spoil, not going to preface any of my opinions about nope. that. Uh, but so we'll be recording that later today. Um, it is, of course, like a great time to be watching horror movies. We were talking about Always. horror movies in uh, tech yesterday. We were kind of like chatting about this and that, and I was asking anybody if anyone had watched the new Halloween movie, and they're like, nah, you know, it's on Peacocks, Maybe I will." And I was like, "Uh, I, I, I had one of somebody said like I haven't seen the second one, so I was thinking I'd probably like watch that one, and then and then the new one." And I was like, "Just, just don't watch either. Just watch the 2018 just, one yeah. again. You'll That's enjoy I mean. it way more." Yeah, uh, And then And I was like and actually if you want to see a really good Horror movie you know what movie you should watch Wishmaster 2 <laughs> And then this kid like pulls up Wishmaster 2 On on uh, Rotten Tomatoes He's like it's only got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes I was Like man fuck Rotten Tomatoes You gotta fucking believe Rotten Tomatoes are me An expert in film Yeah. And he's like the audience score is only like 29% I'm like those people don't know what they're fucking Watching uh, Yeah It's a great 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 movie
1: man it's good i wish Uh, that guy would do more stuff
0: i wish he would too i wish there was a Wishmaster 3 that starred him
1: yeah instead Instead of of some some random person yeah
0: uh there's new hellraiser out they made hellraiser a tranny
1: yeah uh there's a kevin bacon is in a peacock original horror movie called they slash them (laughs) where i think i don't know who the killer is hopefully it's kevin bacon but uh someone's killing a bunch of uh lgbt teens at a a, like a resort or something we're we're
0: supposed to not read for the killer on this one Uh, apparently uh the uh my mom was in town a couple weeks ago and she was like oh you got to check out this show with steve carell on hulu the patient have you seen anything with that
1: um i've seen the previews where he's like a psychiatrist for a serial killer
0: yeah so she was like, let's watch a couple episodes. So we watched the first two episodes when she was here. And um it is, let's see, what's the word? Um, boring. <laughs> it's I don't even know how long the episodes are. They feel like two and a half hours. The the first episode, the serial killer like shows up to his office and he's like, I need help, doctor. And he's like, I really can't talk about anything. And then he kidnaps Steve Carell, and then every episode ends with like this cliffhanger, like, Oh my God, someone's coming down the stairs. Who could it be? And uh, so then I watched a third episode on my own, and I noticed – I've kind of started to come into – I understand myself more in, like, how I consume media. Yeah. And uh, and I think maybe these shows are designed to be this way, and and that's why I hate them. But, like, the, the show started, and I was, like, first 10 minutes, I was, like, watching, 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 watching. What's going on on Discord? What's going on? Let me text some friends. Let me uh, – what am I going to be doing this weekend? Let me look at some other stuff. And then I was like, oh, look, here's the interesting cliffhanger. Do I watch the second episode? Did I watch this episode? I don't think I did. But did I miss anything?
1: Did you miss anything? No. no.
0: And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably done watching this shit.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. That is, um, and I'll get to a little bit of something kind of related to that um, for my issue this week. But uh, that's just how stuff is these days yeah that
0: i think it uh jay and mike when they were reviewing the paranormal activity series many years ago they were talking about how the when i think they saw it in a theater or something and like the whole movie people are like talking and talking and talking and then the music would change and the theater would go silent and it would just like be this like slow build up to a jump scare and everyone would be like ah jump scare and then they'd be they go back to just being like okay yeah so uh and I, I thought that is crazy. Why would you possibly do that? But I guess that is like just seeped its way into media more and more and more. But um, well, speaking of films
1: and things that have died,
0: and things that have died. Uh, so most people don't know this, but uh, I know this because I'm a super fan. Uh-huh. But there's a little there's a little podcast I used to listen to called God's Cassilla versus the Pod Monster where they reviewed Godzilla podcasts and, and we were going to do a Godzilla podcast for every week that they missed a Godzilla podcast. Mm -hmm. We were already doing this podcast every week. So couldn't really also squeeze in another second podcast. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of fell off the the track with that one, but we don't want our hiatus to be a full year.
1: No, no.
0: And and their hiatus is going to be a full year as of uh, next Monday. So we're not, we didn't have a quite a full year hiatus because today we're doing. Yeah, that's right Gavin about Godzilla's back <laughs> Welcome back Godzilla fans I'm your host Ted Burt Host of Gavin about Godzilla With me today my co-host uh, Tim the Handlebreaker Also big Godzilla noob This uh-huh. week we Sat down and watched the next film In the high Sierra of Godzilla films Godzilla versus King Ghidorah 1991 yeah. The first Godzilla film to come out in our lifetimes so we're, oh, finally, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're so. finally watching Godzilla movies uh, That were there when we were also alive mm-hmm. And um, just like, let's jump right into a big overview, Tim sure. Tim, what did you think about Godzilla versus King Ghidorah?
1: I enjoyed it uh, It was not as good as Biolante.
0: Biolante uh, is the best? Biolante uh-huh. might be the goat
1: I think so, I think so um, But I think a lot of Biollante is like uh, a lot of what I recall enjoying about it Is the spectacle of it all And the movie-making magic of it
0: mm-hmm. um, Well, what, I think what I liked about Godzilla versus Biollante Was that whole storyline Where the girl's like spirit Was infused with the monster uh-huh. And it, that really felt like It tied together the stories of the humans and this, the challenge of Godzilla together,
1: which it usually doesn't, which
0: it usually doesn't. And there yeah. was also the, like the whole weird government super spy shit going mm-hmm. on. That was just bad shit. Crazy. Um, I did not care for this movie that much talking about tuning out during things like the, the whole middle section of the movie, there's just fucking nothing going on. And yeah, uh, I, I liked it. Uh, uh we'll get we'll get into like some of the specific stuff of it because there were things that i liked i wasn't just like i hate this film yeah, i yeah. just it was not it was not godzilla versus Biolante. that's that's really what it came down to like i liked how that movie was structured i liked that monster how unique Spe- it was
1: yeah speaking of structure i made a note of it in my notes for this movie an hour and four minutes into this movie is the before first time we see Godzilla. before we see godzilla
0: yeah is that is that godzilla or is that that's is that including the back in time godzilla that is
1: not including protozilla
0: yeah okay uh so let's jump into plot the plot of this movie is pretty simple uh really uh yeah a spaceship from the future comes back to try and prevent japan from being successful so they trick uh the people into creating King Ghidorah. Yeah. And then, but then Godzilla still had. That's the, that's where the plot gets stupid. Cause they're like, so what happened was Godzilla was a dinosaur on an island in the Pacific during World War II. Yes. And he like saved this Japanese regiment from uh, an American squadron mm-hmm. and they, they beat them in the skirmish soundly. Yes. And they, so, but Godzilla gets injured and then the Japanese flee. And then like 20 years later, the island gets bombed by a nuke and that's what creates godzilla yeah and so what the these future time travelers plan is is to put godzilla not on the island but then mm. they leave these little monsters to become king Ghidorah, so that they can control it like with their computers to destroy because it's, bi- it's
1: bio-engineered yeah.
0: yeah uh but then they like they transport Godzilla to the, the Bering Strait and uh-huh. then a submarine crashes into him and <laughs> saturates him with nuclear energy and then a second yep. submarine crashes into him <laughs> and then it's just like yep yeah, Godzilla's here it's almost like um it's almost like in time travel movies where uh have you ever seen The Time Traveler <clears throat> of H.G. Wells? Yeah, yeah. So in, in the time travel with H.G. Wells uh it's he asked this woman to marry him and on that same night she's killed by a m- mugger. Yeah. And then he goes. He creates the time machine and goes back in time and like tries to change that event. But no matter what he does, she gets killed in some form or fashion. Like mm-hmm. it's a predestination that she's killable, and it's almost like Godzilla is inevitable.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so <laughs> he he just like marches out, and then they fight at the end.
1: it is, I, I will say it is a weird <laughs> plot point because they introduce the whole. They they introduce like okay in in now where we are Ghidorah is is there instead of Godzilla Godzilla is dead in the Bering Strait but we have a secret nuclear sub and we're Japan we're not supposed to have nukes right yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna go send him after Godzilla we're gonna nuke Godzilla back to life and then have him fight Ghidorah um, and then they're like oh that already happened The, the a, a, a different secret nuclear sub already crashed into him years ago and so he's like kind of barely breathing underwater.
0: And um, he's singing that song too.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tim did you watch the version that I sent you or did you try and find your own version?
1: No, I watched the one you sent the I watched the okay. English dub.
0: Yeah, so we we both watched the same version. I'm yeah. curious if the Japanese version makes any more fucking sense. I don't think so. There were a couple of scenes where it was like The characters were saying things and I was like, this does not make sense to (laughs) the, like, what else is happening in this film? it's almost like they just inserted this line to try and explain away some really fucked up shit that they had going on. Maybe. this. So these time travelers show up, they show up in this mushroom ship. Mm -hmm. um, Talking about the design of the movie. That was what I really liked. I liked King Ghidorah. I don't know if it was like a puppet or if it was like a, a person inside a puppet.
1: I think it was both. Um, I think there was a person in the suit and the heads were puppets, Yeah, but well, the way the, it moved in the was, sky with the heads doing this the whole time, you yeah, know, they were undulating
0: like the worm, it really then, reminded
1: me of the power Rangers intro uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the I, red dragon in the sky.
0: Yeah. There's, there's a, uh, a segment where there's like an aerial dog fight between Ghidorah and a bunch of like, I don't know, jets, but yeah, yeah they like cut in stock footage of real jets and they had like model jets mm-hmm. that they were flying around. And I thought that was really well done. Um, I really, I, one thing, the time travelers show up in like this mushroom ship, but then they launched this little smaller ship to go do stuff. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on there? But both of those were designed well, the interiors mm-hmm. of the space, the mushroom ship were, were interesting. Yeah. Um, it it was I I don't know what Godzilla suit this was like I didn't really do a lot of research because I I did a little bit of research
1: it's it's uh, it's pretty it's very similar to the last suit with just a couple of slight modifications
0: and then they had proto-Godzilla who's like a dinosaur Godzilla Mm -hmm. and that was kind of an interesting it was take on the character yeah um so design wise like that that was really what I enjoyed about the movie was watching them like do the des- show more designs show the, the f- monsters
1: the future travelers like clothing was interesting yeah
0: they were all other like than wearing, the android yeah they were all wearing these uh weird suits and they yes. were they were probably like department store suits but it was probably like this is fucking bizarre let's put <laughs> the future people in this because no one would ever wear this right and then now. A, like
1: a like a uh a singular leather strap on one shoulder yeah for no reason but the android we're just going to give him a combat vest
0: yeah well he's he's super <laughs> androidy yeah. that was another weird thing is like the androids against them and then i guess the japan that, so that that's kind of where the plot falls apart for me is that yeah that yeah the future sends back like a white guy a white lady and no it's
1: it's two white guys and a japanese girl
0: two white guys and a japanese girl and they're like yeah we're coming back in time to stop japan from achieving dominance and then she's like at one point, she she like turns against them and they're like, What why, why did you turn against us? And she goes, I had no idea you're gonna do such bad things in Japan. Like, mm-hmm. bitch, that was the whole plan. <laughs> that was literally the whole you let the little monsters out of the fucking spaceship yes. on the island. Yes, it's your fucking fault. And then, and then and then at one point we like flash forward to 2204 AD, and she's like, Let me have one more chance to save my ancestors and they're like all right and then she shows up with mecha king Ghidorah, which is and which like, pretty cool what the fuck is happening <laughs> and it's got like this little bulb on the little iron man arc reactor on it yes. and she's like inside a cockpit there to like, and one of the heads is a robot
1: it's and actually then, a mecha like it's not just a just a metal version of Ghidorah
0: yeah and yeah, because it has like robot legs and shit. And the whole thing was the beginning of the movie, they're like in a submarine and they're looking at a two-headed Ghidorah and they're like talking about it. And then I guess the whole thing was like, that was, we were supposed to think that those are the people that sent back the mushroom, but mm-hmm. those were in fact the people that sent back the Japanese girl. But she could have yeah. just fixed all this by not letting the little monsters out of the spaceships. So mm-hmm. The fucking thing makes no sense. Oh, so what, what else do we have? Um Talked about design, talked about the plot. You want to talk about characters?
1: Um, there are none. No, uh, no. I mean, it's... I, I don't, you know, we've watched a couple of Godzilla movies now, and so far I'm getting the sense that it's sort of... <laughs> in the way that like slasher movies there's not a lot of characters in the slasher movies other mm-hmm. than the main ones which like in our case our main character are characters are you know Godzilla and the other monsters um there's the the ma- the male lead is a writer he writes a book about Godzilla or he's writing a book about Godzilla we've got and he's got like a pr- a professor with him um
0: so I think and, he's, I think he's supposed to be the same character that's in the original movie, the like news reporter. I think, you think, I so? think they have the same name. I, I don't know. We have to the, get a Godzilla we, expert on the show and yeah. we, unfortunately we don't know any.
1: No, no, of course not. Yeah. The only character that is like, that I recall being adamantly the same is the, uh, the psychic girl. She comes back from Biolante.
0: Wait, what? <laughs>
1: the psychic girl. She was in this movie? Yeah.
0: Uh, that must've been during the hour in the middle where I was not paying attention.
1: No, yeah, she's in the movie. So uh yeah, that is Did
0: you recognize her? Or did you look it up?
1: B- no, I recognized her. Okay. She's the so weird yeah, psychic girl from the last one.
0: <laughs> I I spent most of the movie thinking Jackie Chan was in it. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not recognizing anyone from Godzilla versus Biolante.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um I think the movie is it's all over the place. Um, yeah. Because so Biolante very like despite it being a odd like kind of out of left field scenario with the whole like plant engineering wife ghost thing. Yeah. It's not all over the place. Whereas no. this one um it's about doing a time heist. It's it's about time heisting a dinosaur, um, but the time machine is also a UFO. Yeah, Um, and that just—I
0: think think maybe that's a reference to the older the uh, Showa eras Mm -hmm. era because they had a one of the monsters was like brought by space aliens to defeat Godzilla.
1: And a couple so, of them are
0: yeah so maybe that was kind of the re- that's why i say i'm curious about the japanese dub if the, the japanese version mm-hmm. if there was like a, a totally original different movie that aired in japan we need some we need someone to do some analysis on this
1: yes yes
0: we need a team um, of scientists
1: i what i did find interesting not interesting but um actually found it quite terrible um was there was uh there were american actors in this movie playing yes. like the, the u.s navy guys and they're basically there for two scenes one is like oh look it's uh you know when they when they uh when the time machine enters in like a flying comet uh oh yeah and, and they lands see it. on the island they see it and instead of going hey look it's a uh shooting star they go oh my god it's a time traveling machine from the future <laughs> <laughs> and then that, and then there's a super dumb joke yeah, where the it, it's for, it's all for 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 a joke about E. T. the movie. Yeah. um,
0: the guy the guy's like, yeah, you can tell your son about this, Ensign Spielberg. Yeah, whatever his name was.
1: <laughs> yeah, or whatever Green his rank Man. was. Yeah, yeah. because um,
0: because the, the, they travel back to 1944, despite the fact that that's the thing that I really don't understand. I guess mm-hmm. the time travelers had to come back to. 1991 or 1992 to figure out where Godzilla was created to go back in time to Godzilla's creation. But I feel like wasn't that shouldn't that also have been in the book
1: that they had. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know why
0: we need to involve the 1992 people other than you need someone that's not bad guys to follow in this movie. (laughs)
1: Um, Speaking of them being on the Island, uh, what did you think of the android's action scenes? Do you remember those? Oh,
0: where he's like running really fast. <laughs> yeah. And and doing things with like terrible camera edits. Oh, There's yeah. a one point where he's like just running really fast and he's but literally just he's like, just like roller in skating, front, <laughs> moving his his hands back and forth while he's like being pulled yeah. along on a skateboard. Yeah. like looks It's really over the funny. car And smiles. <laughs> And then they do. it, Then uh, they would do a shot where they like have a wide shot where he like he's running up a hill, and they just speed up the footage and like add a little yellow thing.
1: Yes, to uh-huh.
0: streamline to him. Yeah, that character is super silly.
1: It's super dumb. He,
0: and I, he I, <laughs> he like catches the Japanese lady that betrays them to 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 defeat Ghidorah, and then. She I guess fixes him She like
1: reprograms gets, him yeah. He gets
0: burnt up and then yeah she reprograms him So that he is now on their side yes. And completely like buys into the plan To stop mm-hmm. King Ghidorah it's, the, the movie really starts Going on the last half hour The movie just really goes off the rails
1: It does um, yeah. The The UFO has a Self destruct function But instead of destructing it just goes back To where it came from Yeah, Which is super dumb
0: I mean, I guess it does kind of make sense that you like return to your origin point, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, but you, it, it, you only return. It's like, oh, we messed up so bad. We have to come back and try this again.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then also that's dumb because if it just returns you to your origin point. Like what you? I guess you fix it there, and you just come back in time again. And try and it again. Try it again, as opposed yeah. to self destruct, where it's like, yeah, this is our only time machine. We stole it to do this because time heist, and then it explodes. Yeah, like, oh,
1: despite no, it being a movie heavily predicated on time travel, they don't do a great job in uh, sort of explaining their version of time travel. Because yeah, because because
0: that's the other thing is that so they go back in time to the forties, and they make Godzilla not get created uh-huh. but King Ghidorah doesn't come out in the 1950s to destroy Tokyo no. King Ghidorah stays dormant until 1992 so you would think like the entire modern industrial development of Japan would be changed by the fact mm-hmm. that a giant monster isn't attacking them every five years
1: but as far as I can tell the only thing that changed was because they go back in the future and they're like we did it Godzilla just isn't here currently yeah yeah <laughs> People still know and recognize Godzilla. There's probably a cartoon on about him right now.
0: Yeah. No, nothing. It's not like back because it's funny because I watched back to the future just a couple of days prior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole movie is is predicated on the idea that he has to get his parents back together or he will die. Yeah. And literally like the, the climax of the movie is him fading away yes. in before George can kiss Lorraine and then. And then suddenly he's fine again. And uh and in this movie they're just like, Yep, we completely changed the national development of this culture. Well, didn't really change anything. <laughs> um
1: I like that this movie uh has uh basically a Japanese version of Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park in it. Uh he's he's the soldier from the past that in the present owns like all like a bunch of dinosaur related businesses and he's got all this dinosaur uh, memorabilia in his office and then they go ask him they say, hey did you fight a dinosaur in world war ii he goes absolutely not they're like we think it's godzilla he goes yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the movie He's in his office. That guy gets killed. He's as Godzilla's rampaging through town and Godzilla looks at him through a window. And then he looks back. Godzilla looks back at him. He looks back at Godzilla and Godzilla just, just blasts him in his face (laughs) with his radioactive fire. And then like, and then like crushes the building just to make sure
0: (laughs) that was I, I did not know what the hell was happening
1: During that because <laughs> which is weird because like the whole point of like him in the past was like they they um Godzilla saved them and he gets Godzilla gets injured and um and they, they sort of like, they're like, oh, he's our savior. Like, mm-hmm. he's like God to them. <laughs> yeah,
0: but let's just leave him here. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, that, yeah he, at one point, they've evacuated that city, and I love that there's a scene where they're like, yes, the city's completely evacuated so we can destroy <laughs> it without worrying about yeah. <laughs> it. Uh and But he's still in the city, and they're like talking on the phone. They're like, Dr. Hammond, you have to get out of the city. And he's like, no. Uh, no, I can't do that. Um, Godzilla saved me once. So now I'm gonna hang out in this city to be destroyed. Yeah. Like it's almost it's like that joke about the the pastor on the roof and it's flooding. And like the police come by and they try and take him and then the guy comes by in a boat and they try and take him and the helicopter mm-hmm. comes by and they try and take him. And every time he says, God'll save me yeah. He gets to heaven, yeah. and he's like, Well, where are you? Mm-hmm. He's like, Godzilla will no, 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 Godzilla will save me. And Godzilla <laughs> then looks up and he's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. blast the building.
1: <laughs> My You've giving me everything yeah
0: I don't even know who you are
1: <laughs> my other favorite thing in this movie was um there is a non-existent uh romance subplot between the writer guy and the Japanese, future Japanese and the future. um it's non-existent until the end of the movie where um he's, he's like i like, will never see you again Yes, I right.
0: have to live I'll have to live for 200 years to see you again
1: yep And she, when she's going back to the future to, to get, to fix King Ghidorah, um, he's like, why do you like this time so much? And she's like, oh, it's because you're here. Right. And then she fights King Ghidorah in the mech. And as she is returning to her own timeline, she goes, Hey, by the way, I'm your aunt, I'm you're my (laughs) grandfather. (laughs) <laughs>
0: great 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 grandfather yeah <laughs> like, ah, i mean does that point doesn't even really count if you fuck I
1: mean, yeah i guess on. not
0: if you had the chance to fuck your eight times great granddaughter wouldn't you do it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> those genes are picking up your genes are making all kinds of diluted by the globalists yeah anyway uh do you want to talk about pacing or exposition i don't really feel like it's a it's relevant.
1: I know it's not really relevant.
0: So, uh, then let's, let's wrap up this segment by asking Tim, would you recommend Godzilla versus King Ghidorah 1991?
1: I would, I enjoyed it. I think we, you might've enjoyed it better. had we have like watched Watched it on a movie night? Yeah. Yeah. Because then we, like we all could have like, um, collectively have understood, roasted it, roasted it and, or, and, or, you know, understood the plot a little bit more. Um, because one of my favorite things about this movie was just like all the turns it took. Cause at first it's a UFO, then it's a time machine. Then they're from the future to, to, you know, save Japan from Godzilla. Then they're bad guys. Then there's an Android, you know, uh, it was like a
0: Jim Connor video.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. just like fucking <laughs>
0: sliding around a corner. And then the next thing, you know, they're like taking a jump out into a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? So, well, uh, I, I, I would recommend it if you're into Godzilla movies. If you're into go- not into Godzilla movies, I'd say it's probably not, definitely not the place to start. It would,
1: no, no, no. And
0: no. and uh, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be like, yeah, you should just go go watch this movie. If you're not, I, Godzilla Returns, 1985, the first one we did, mm-hmm. or uh, Godzilla vs. Biollante, both better, both more worth watching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that takes care of our Gabbing About Godzilla segment. I may see if uh, Uncle Buck wants to do a Gabbing About Godzilla next week. That way we, you know, get get two in, really yeah. twist the knife. Uh, no, not Uncle Buck. It's Joel Chaco next week. Um, but uh, let's get into some issues, the real purpose of the show, Tim. What is your first issue this week?
1: Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Dumb audiences. Uh, I can't figure out if it's... Um, the audiences have gotten dumb or the like the movie people think the audiences are more dumb so the movie it's probably one, it's probably a little bit of both you know yeah. the movies are getting dumbed down because they think the audiences are dumb therefore the audiences are collectively getting dumber as the movies get dumb and it's just you know kind of a a spiral um i watched we i watched two movies last night yeah one of them being uh Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, the other one being the new Halloween movie. I want to talk about what I felt about the new Halloween movie other than uh um, Wait, which, which one did you watch first? I watched Godzilla first.
0: Okay, me too. I watched him Saturday night, but I did the same order, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um and at no point was I lost with the Godzilla movie. <laughs> and I think and I and I think even if right And i know you said you were a little confused with stuff but you got like the the gist of it right i was i was not
0: confused as like in the sense that i didn't know what was going on i was Mm -hmm. more confused in the sense of like what how did this happen
1: sure like why how did we come to the you know how did we get to this um keep (laughs) going anyways um but i've noticed that the you know we've the, the, the couple of modern movies we've done before and afters on or reviews, it just seems like the, the way I always, I always put it is that they over explain things they shouldn't and they under explain things. They shouldn't, you know, like the, like either to me, either like they take the theme of the movie and they shove it in your throat. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, you know, and then like all the nuance and you know character development falls off the side, and there's none of it. Or, um, like theme is just like they don't they don't care about theme. It's all like character, character, feelings, feelings. Um,
0: yeah, that uh, that is a good example. Is that we have more and more movies that people want to say that they're character studies because mm-hmm. they're just about like emotions and things happening. But, like, the characters aren't interesting. And even in a good, a good character-based movie, you can have a plot. Like, yeah. I watched About a Boy for the, about the millionth time the other night. And that's a movie that's a lot more character-driven. It's a lot more about, like, those characters learning and growing. But there's a plot. There are, like, every event causes the next event in the film to happen until it builds to a climax mm-hmm. that is, like, the resolution of the character stories. And you don't get that in movies anymore.
1: No, no. And I think I know why. Especially in, like, right now. Mm -hmm. It's because of social media. Not social media in general, but one thing specific to social media is the length of it. Oh, yeah. You know, um, because... like a a TikTok video or, you know, back in the day it was Vine. You know, Vine were five-second videos. Like, think about it, you know, one, two, three, four, five, something completely different. One, Mm -hmm. two, like you have five seconds to like tell a funny joke or get some sort of information across or capture some moment in time. It's not a lot of time. And so it has to be really good at what it does singularly Mm -hmm. right that 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 vine has to be really really funny for it to go viral or you know catch on if it's a piece of information that information has to be uh it can be you know long-winded it has to be explainable in five seconds and like vine's not around anymore but you know the current new thing is tiktok and it's not five seconds but it's not you know i think they max out it two minutes or something like that um so you know you know pe- people are always on their phones these days right that's just a yeah. thing of life you know um but when you're like i think of it like uh clockwork orange the scene where alex is getting force-fed this image the
0: violent imagery yeah the
1: violent imagery right um it's kind of the same thing like the there's they know that they have like people addicted to the you know the scroll watch a thing scroll watch a thing scroll watch a thing scroll and we've all like you know had those nights where we've been on our phones way too long because you know they've engineered it so that like get that that, dopamine that dopamine that drip you know it and it just it hits so quickly that you know you can't just like put it it's hard to just like put it down and stop
0: yeah I I think, I mean, I don't disagree with you about the audiences being dumber, mm. but I also think that it starts at the source where sure. we have writers who also because of social media, social media is removing our ability to focus. So like you can't focus on a 90 minute movie and just just sit and watch a movie mm. without like fucking looking at the IMDb trivia or checking your Instagram or like texting with your friends or whatever. And so, but on the same hand, the writers have no focus and you, and they write these projects with 10 writers. They'll they'll be like a team of writers. It's one thing for, you know, a lot of, a lot of the greats, great movies of our time are like co-written, you know, a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan movies that he co-writes with with his brother or with uh, David Goyer. Um, the Rousseau brothers did a bunch of the Marvel films you know that's not unusual the uh who are the the Coen brothers all of their movies it's like they're they they write together as a team but that's like two people who do not just like uh you write good movies and you write good movies let's put you together into a buddy cop writing yeah, team yeah. um and but then they'll, they'll be like you'll will, you will see openings or Credits on movies where it'll be like story by four people, yeah. teleplay by three people, script supervisor, and then like 12 people. And that you've got like a fucking conference table of folks yeah. all trying to like you speak with their voice into this product on in one hand because it's it's become so corporatized and so like created for franchisability for Sending to other mm-hmm. groups, like all of those things have to be available. And then also like we can't, it needs to be marketable in China and the United States, and it needs to get a PG 13 rating and it needs to, like hit all these metrics so that it'll be praised. And so you end up with these scripts for TV shows and movies that are just filled with junk. Yeah. And, um, a good example of this is Halloween kills. That's the second one. hmm um that movie has absolutely no focus no like you keep getting introduced to characters and it's like is this character going to be our like final final in horror it's the final girl Mm -hmm. and you kind of figure out who the final girl is going to be in the first 30 minutes yeah yeah. and then in somewhere in act two you are handed over to the final girl and you see the rest of the movie through the final girl's perspective Mm -hmm. but You're you're you know who it's gonna be before that, and in Halloween Kills they just like kept they'd introduce that whole bank of characters at that bar, and then within about ten minutes they're all dead, all dead. And then they they kept doing that in the movie. They'd just be like, here's new characters all dead, here's new characters all dead. And watching it, I'm. Uh, you know, it, it just like the movie keeps just jumping and jolting and jumping and jolting. And it never really lands anywhere. It's like, what the fuck is going on? They had that whole prologue business to do the prologue. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this is the guy from the, this, the first movie. And you're like, Oh, he's going to be our guy. This movie. Nope.
1: Nope. <laughs> uh, here's
0: all these survivors of the original death. Like, okay, we're going to like work on this. Restri- nope. Those people are dead. we're going to go with Mustang guy. And then by act two, he's fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Uh is it going to be about Lori? Nope, she spends 90% of the movie in a hospital bed.
1: Yeah.
0: Like the movie just t- took no a huge amount of time to go nowhere. Uncle Buck's watching in the chat. Nice. Uh nice. Uncle Buck, let's watch a Godzilla movie for next week's episode for absolutely no spiteful reasons. <sighs> uh Dealey 18 says, I watched a movie called Contact and I had the hunch that that movie was made today. You likely wouldn't have had the ending left up to your interpretation. That's another thing about dumber audiences is that, like, Inception is the last movie I can think of where (laughs) the the ending is ambiguous. Yeah. And he says no. Oh, that's right. He's not on next week. It's Joel Chaco. Fuck you then. (laughs) Uh, The and I, yeah you're right audiences are absolutely dumber it's and the stuff that passes like things get praised and and you know you and i watch them and it's just like w- w- this is you know, when we watched uh, star trek picard yeah it was it's one thing to say that show is not good as a star trek show
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that's that's probably up to to our interpretation more than anything cuz we're myself a very very uh strict canonical star trek fan you, a very early era star trek fan
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know that's kind of our interpretation with the but what we can say is that that show was not good as a television show no no like it it was it was it didn't it just failed because there was so much lack of focus, and I thought that um. Mike Staklasa did a great job with his Mr. Plinkett review and just analyzing the first episode and the last episode. Mm. And like, here's all these plot threads in the first episode and here's all yeah. these plot threads in the last episode. And none of these are related.
1: No, no. The, you know, the plot threads from that first episode don't go anywhere or they get dropped halfway through the season and half the plot threads in the last episode were introduced in the previous episode.
0: Yeah. And, and like, this is this is kind of maybe a problem with serialized TV. This happened a lot with, in 24, um, where mm-hmm. the, you have the season that's supposed to be a single day, and it's like this 24-hour period, and they can't make a crisis last for 24 episodes. But what they would do is they would... The seasons would then get, like, sub-broken down into, like, 8 episode, 10 episode, 12 episode arcs, depending mm-hmm. on what season it was. And so you'd have, like, the the first part of this season is about like, so like the the original season, the season one, they only got greenlit for 12 episodes. Mm. So when they wrote their 12 episodes, they wrote their 12 episodes to complete the story before the end of that episode 12. Yeah. So that if they got canceled, they could, it wasn't like, yeah, well, we'll never know what happens. <laughs> and then they got greenlit for the second half. And so they had to kind of pivot and, mm-hmm. and, Continue the story and they did A fair enough job it's a little clunky um, But then they do that with later Seasons where they'll be like this eight episode crisis Is this thing and then that kind of leads Into crisis number two for eight episodes And you have crisis number three for the last Episodes and so yeah There maybe isn't a thread that goes that Whole series but you can like Follow this thread for their little arc And then follow the thread for the little arc And then follow the last thread And you can tie how you got from thread 3 to thread 1 Yeah, yeah And these shows don't do that Because, like, who cares, I guess I don't know what GBA is Oh, Ghostbusters Afterlife Nobody gives a fuck about that movie That came out like three (laughs) years ago Uh. I, I, and, and it's, it's like, it's chicken and egg writers get dumber. So they write dumber things. Yes, yeah. So the movies are dumber. So the audiences get dumber and then the audiences become the new writers and they just like this perpetual cycle of like spiraling down. And then you get people to like tenant people, are people defend tenant as being deep. And like, they say that your criticism of it is because you didn't get it. Did you ever finish it? No. Uh, I finished it I understand what the movie was saying Like uh, it's an interesting concept It's just like a complete And abject failure at Executing it Which is a shame because Christopher Nolan is like uh, He's made so many Great movies I'm not I'm not too dumb to understand That time moves forward and backwards (laughs) I'm too Intelligent to to be Like entertained by uh CGI looking interesting. Look yeah. this building the top unblows up and then the bottom blows up because it's a temporal pincer maneuver. Neat. <laughs> that's your whole concept for this movie being good? Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I and and yeah, I think that's what has led to this like because we've talked about it before. I wanted to bring it in again, but we kind of talked about it already. Um is that there are no, we haven't had a new slasher character in 20 years. I mean, yeah. the last one I, the last iconic slasher I can think of is the ghost faced.
1: Yeah. Ghost face was early nineties. Yeah. Um, there are, they have tried to do some, you know, slasher yeah. movies have come out.
0: Slasher movies have come out, but we haven't like gotten these franchise like Friday the 13th, Halloween, yeah. uh, child's play. Like there, we don't have those franchise slashers anymore we just like keep remaking those movies. Like, Oh yeah. Let's make a rebooted child's play. That's not good. Let's make a, let's reboot Halloween and end mm-hmm. it. Wait, this was too successful. Let's make two more movies. And then I found out today, not only did they make these two movies, but the Mustafa Akkad's grandson or whoever's in control of the franchise. Now he's like, Oh, we're making more Halloween
1: movies. So, oh, of course they are
0: like, what the fuck dude. So then in another 20 years, it'll be Halloween H Six they'll bring back, uh, what's her name who's the actress i want to say Lori strobe but that's not her name
1: jamie lee curtis
0: jamie lee curtis they'll bring her back she'll be like in a wheelchair on oxygen then she'll be,
1: with an activia drip
0: yeah michael <laughs> wants to kill you again old gran- grandma and she'll just be like ah, where's my 27 million dollars and yeah. and then it'll be like the end of the franchise like the only way this fuck i think in the the trailers this new one is like sometimes i've wondered if the only way that michael can die is if i die too like absolutely that's the only way this franchise could possibly Mm -hmm. die is if they there's no chance they can bring you back for yet another goodbye movie she's done four of them now she's done she knows she's done five movies where they killed off michael at the end or well no I guess not all fives they have they killed her off, but where the story's been yeah. ended. So Halloween two, Michael gets exploded, exploded
1: in yeah in the hospital. gas
0: chambers. Yeah, yeah. Halloween H two O, she chops his head off. Then they retcon that in Resurrection, and he kills her in the first ten minutes. Uh-huh. Then they do Halloween where they lock her like lock him in a fucking burning building. It's like uh-huh. evil dies tonight. And then now this one, and it's just yeah. like I don't care. They're going to do the fucking Tommy Jarvis thing where he's like, yeah, let's dig up Jason on Friday the 13th for some fucking reason mm-hmm. and stab him with a metal pole during a lightning storm. Oh my God, he's back and killing people. What did I do?
1: Yeah. It, yeah well, I was going to say they're, they're going to do the the whole like modern media version of like investigating it. But they did that with the first one. Like that, that first one, I was, that was a podcast.
0: Yeah, there was a podcaster that did it. 2018 so, was a great,
1: it's so good man movie and it's so good in 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 and it's not just that it's you know it's not just the plot and the characters and everything like it's the like part of it's the cinematography like that movie is strikingly uh good looking
0: and it has tension yeah. That is what makes that movie work. Is that there's tension. There has you know, like been a in a Halloween film in thirty years. Yeah, and that movie finally managed to bring back the uh, the tension. They're gonna get a Halloween fan to light the black flame candle. Bring back Michael Myers in the next one. And that's the thing is like Michael Myers has become Michael Myers, and he was supposed to be the shape like just this yeah, yeah. this pure personification of evil, but like that the franchise has been ruined. Like <laughs>
1: there's
0: been so many bad movies now. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, now we have dumb audiences that just gobble this shit up. They give it a 15 star review on uh, rotten tomatoes. And then like, they don't appreciate actually good movies. That's why like, so, um, you know, the lady killers, one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. And it is such a dense film. Like every frame is so filled with so much information. Do you get that joke? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so there's like, there's so that's a, and that's a character movie. That is a movie about characters.
1: Yes. Because the plot I is mean, threadbare. It's threadbare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's there. Um, And it's not it's, appreciated because yeah. it's, you have to be like a, 101 iq points or more <laughs> to start to understand the humor
1: yeah uh yeah where other cohen like cohen brothers fans are like no i like burn after reading Ugh. do cohen brothers
0: fans like that movie i think so oh jesus that movie was fucking awful uh, yeah they like they like the dumb humor of and, and even big lebowski like yeah. I, i'm not a fan of big lebowski but it's it's fine it's it's woven you know it's it's funny when uh john goodman smashes that car and he's like this is what happens when you fuck yeah. a stranger in the ass and the guy comes out like i just bought that car man like that's that's a funny joke mm-hmm. but then like the way the plots interweave is also funny yeah and that the way they finally solve the mystery at the end of the whole everyone's fucking one another
1: like it's a comedy of errors kind of thing yeah, yeah
0: it's it's like an it's an it's a neo-noir
1: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, technically
0: speaking, I think it's more structured as a noir film than it, it is. is as a comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but like I think I think you have a group of people that enjoy the Big Lebowski because they understand like the intricacies of that plot. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are just like, He gets high, man. He has that whole bowling <laughs> montage. Uh,
1: <laughs> Talk
0: about Nihilist, man. This yeah. So good. It really ties the room together. I bought this rug for my house and uh, my living room, and it does really tie the room together. And I was like, "This rug really tie." Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) Pissing myself. (laughs) DLA eighteen says it really goes back to that idiocracy film. We may as well see a movie called Ass, where it's just a shot of an ass for two hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, idiocracy is amazingly prophetic. Yeah. And Mike judge shits on himself for being like, I didn't protect cell phones. Like, yeah, but you predicted like the whole culture revolution of humanity. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like you, you need water, like you a know, toilet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, you got things like Mio now where it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm supposed to drink water, but I don't like the flavor. I don't of like it. the like, flavor of water. Like, how do you not like to f- get a fucking water filter? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't drink enough water, so instead I drink uh, 16 gallons of Dr. Pepper. I don't know why my calves were all swollen to 18 <laughs> inches in diameter. Uh, Fucking disgusting. We live yeah. in a disgusting world of disgusting people. Um, and it's it's just... I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. So. It is.
1: It, here's how it's disappointing. Right? I see a movie trailer for a movie. And I'm like okay, good actors, you know, directors, whatever, you know, take it, take take your leave the director, but like, it's got a good look. It's got a great premise. Like this is looking interesting. And then I'm like, but like, how is it going to be watching, actually watching that movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it, is it going to like force feed me, you know, it's, it's main, you know, theme is it, you know, are the characters going to spend every 10 minutes talking about their feelings?
0: Are they going to cry? And then like, that's going to be the resolution to the plot. Yeah. Please God. No. Yeah. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for it was brought to you by the Blackface lawyer news network. I'm calling the police too. If you count the cows, Tim, did you uh, bring any news today? Or is it I did. Me? Oh, I sweet. did.
1: Yeah. Uh, our first news story comes to us from, uh the land of technology so uh so tab usually when you uh when you create a product um and and it fails you have to like you go back to the drawing board right that's that's what that that means you go back to the drawing board you draw it again you know uh-huh. differently so maybe it'll work this time but it seems like uh companies these days are are they they draw the thing and they're like oh no it has to stay this thing. We can't change this. We've put too much money to this and we can't change it. Slap a bandaid on it, call it good. Well, that's what Nvidia is doing with uh the new GeForce RTX 4090. Mm-hmm. Uh um the one of their uh partner uh builders has a custom GeForce 4090 which is, you know, one it, it brand new uh I think these are it's a 2800 dollars video card. Uh it uh this the specific one um uh, has twin green fluid-filled capsules. Uh and you think, oh, that's like water cooling built into a video card. Nope. Just no, they're they're levels. <laughs> their levels because this thing is so big. Um, it's prone to like sagging itself, sagging and bending itself out of the motherboard. So instead of like, you know, making a like a cool looking bracket for it to hold it up. Cause you know, I've seen like, you know, people are like, Hey, like I found a chopstick and, you know, shoved it in my PC. So to hold my graphics card up. Um, yeah, they, they, (laughs) This $2,800 uh, video card will bend your MOBO, so it comes with uh, levels built in.
0: Yeah, I feel like a kickstand would be a much more helpful uh-huh. feature. Like, you install it, and then you just flip the little kickstand down. Like, on down. the Switch, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny. Um,
0: that is funny.
1: Our second news story comes to us uh, from... Well, it should come to us from Texas. Uh, Texas Pete, it's a it's a brand of hot sauce. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. It's got that little rodeo guy on it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm a hot sauce aficionado. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think most people, are, I think a lot of people are familiar with Texas Pete. It's a, you know, it's one of those entry level, you know, ground level hot sauces. It's, it's the kind that will come in a little packet with your Popeyes, you know. Mm. Uh, well, uh, they're being sued by a man named philip white he uh he bought a bottle of texas pete at his local store and then made the discovery which is on the bottle that says texas pete texas pete is proudly made in north carolina (laughs) what um what (laughs) he reacted a lot like you did and decided to be called north carolina pete
0: (laughs) Uh, fucking going around talking about you being from Texas when you're from fucking North Carolina, fucking yeah. right there. Bullshit ass state. Yeah. Fuck North Carolina.
1: We should build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> he says that, uh, he quote would not have purchased the product or would have paid significantly less for it. Had he known its true origins, <laughs> uh, it's the, bullshit. Uh, yeah. Um, they, they say, he says that, uh, by way of its false marketing and labeling, uh, the defendant knowingly and intentionally capitalizes on consumers' desire to partake in the culture and authentic cuisine of one of the most prideful states in America. You
0: fucking getting corporate-made hot sauce, dipshit.
1: Uh huh. Um, my favorite part of the story is that the uh, the Texas Pete website actually says has like a history, like a history of Texas Pete, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And apparently, it had there was there was an it had a name before it was called Texas Pete. Um, it was not called North Carolina, Pete. Um, when, when they created, you know, it was, it was this guy and his three sons, they were, they had created this hot sauce and they're trying to come with a name for it. And they knew someone that was a marketing advisor and they're like, Hey, you know, this is like a spicy sauce. You need to like make it, uh, make it cool and, um, exotic sounding. And so they said, okay, we'll, we'll call it the exotic land of Texas. No, the original name of Texas Pete was Mexican Joe. <laughs>
0: Look, if you want real good Texas hot sauce, uh, it's not hot sauce, it's salsa, but they have some hot salsas. Mateo, let me welcome you to the church of Mateo's. Uh-huh. Oh.
1: Uh, uh, uh,
0: maybe the- our, our patron, Lord, and founder, uh, Truckin' and Tuckin'. Even though I exposed him to Mateo's, mm-hmm. he's he is fully taken the ball and is oh, like yeah. the evangelist of
1: yes. Mateos. well i mean he's not wrong I'm, it's i'm it's, the
0: joseph to his jesus <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's probably the best um like
0: commercial available hot commercially sauce.
1: available uh, salsa yeah
0: yeah or yeah salsa that's right oh it's so good if you can find mateo's 100% endorsement H W I D G H W I D G hardly endorsed Mateos hardly. we will advertise for you Mateos at oh, no yeah. charge we just want free bottles yes um All right, we'll we got any more news Tim
1: yeah our next news story comes to us from space space tab what's wrong with space this week
0: uh that they're making more shitty Star Trek shows
1: yeah well other than that um the pro- the problem with space this week is there's not enough love in space. Oh. A 65-year-old Japanese woman fell victim to an international romance scam. Oh no. Concocted by someone claiming to be a Russian astronaut <laughs> in need of funds to return to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need you to
0: pay me uh, money so that I can buy my ticket back off the international
1: <laughs> space. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. The, uh, the police in Higashiyomi city in Japan uh, say that the victim sent the scammer uh, approximately in us dollars, $41,000. Holy shit. Over the span of several months. Uh, they met on Instagram uh, earlier in June, you gotta be careful with those
0: Instagram, uh, messengers.
1: Yep. Yeah, where uh, the scammer sent her a message claiming to be working at the international space station. <laughs> uh, and his, well, here's the thing, man, his profile included several photos taken from space. So, you know, he had to have been in, how else could he have gotten photos Pictures of space from of, of, space? um, Yeah, they said after they met on Instagram, they moved over to Line, which is the big um, sort of chat app over there in Japan. Uh, He said that he was in love with her and wanted to return to Earth so that he could marry her. But he needed to pay.
0: Mars ain't the kind of place to
1: raise your kids. (laughs) <laughs> it's lonely out there in space, man. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Oh shit. I, that, yeah, Uncle Buck's right. You absolutely deserve deserve it if you fell for that.
1: And you know there's no one up there to raise your kids, even <laughs> if, if you, you had did.
0: Them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I got one of those. I shared the screenshots with Tim and Trucking and Tucking. Oh, I also put them in our Discord oh, where I had a guy going for about a day. Uh-huh. Uh, it was some scam to, oh, it was the the Illuminati. The I could Illuminati. join the Illuminati. All I had to do is yeah. send them a $100 Amazon gift card. Yeah. And then they'd send me like, $500,000 in perks and benefits. And I got the person to like, send me a picture of some feet that they Googled. Yep. I got them to send me a poorly done Photoshop job of a gigantic post-it note on a yes. microwave with my name <laughs> on it. Yeah. I was trying to get them to send me money Just like yes. send me money. And then I was going to send them my money mm-hmm. and, and see if I could scam the scammer. And then that fell through. I've also, that's become my new hobby since I have all my scam calls blocked, I'll just mm-hmm. log into one of these you, on Instagram. You get these request messages. You'll just, they'll yes. come out of nowhere yeah. and they're, they're all the fucking same. It's just like, uh, here's all mine that I, I have a new one today. Hey, Makata. That's all it says. It's, Picture of a girl. Hope you're doing good. Picture of a girl. How you doing, handsome? And some emojis. Picture of a girl. Hi, handsome. And some emojis. Like it's all those, and they're there to trick you into texting them back. Yeah. So I've just been texting them back. Uh, I was doing one yesterday. I had them going for a while, and I said like, they said hello, and I said hi, bitch. Show tits. And <laughs> they said who's bitch, and I said you're my bitch now. <laughs> Where tits at? And uh, and then they said why calling me that, and I said why are you being a bitch. Start showing tits and maybe you'll get treated nicer. And they said funny you. It's that why you're you are on Instagram. And I said you messaged me. I didn't message me message you. So show some respect and show some tits. <laughs> and they said anyways I'm showing you respect either. Just seems you aren't believing I'm real. Show some tits. And then I said bonjour mademoiselle. I would like to see the tits now. <laughs> And then I said yo bitch where the tits at Like I was in between things and Uh I sent T-I-T-I-S And I said so you just bother people with no intention Of showing tits And then I messaged and said no wonder you live in a worthless country Where you shit in the street Since I guess they've given up on me But uh, it's a ton of fun If you're on Instagram check your requests And start fuck with those people Uh, So anyway well, Any more news stories
1: Yeah I've got one last one here A a fairly unique one. This one comes to us from our favorite place.
0: Across the pond. Across
1: the pond. God damn it. A disgruntled resident has been tormented. Speaking of people uh, trying to break into your house, uh, a disgruntled resident has been tormented by a stranger uh, in his neighborhood. The stranger opens his letterbox and then screams the words "por" screams the word porridge it happens in the middle of the night and then we'll also include variations of the phrase porridge time papa bear
0: i assume this is like the flap into the house
1: yeah yeah that's that's what the letterbox is because i
0: i was no i'm picturing a mailbox like on like your mailbox is at the curb. Oh yeah! So yeah I just yeah. imagine someone outside your house <laughs> just leaned over the Either mailbox, way. just like porridge, porridge, Papa Bear, <laughs> and your whole family looking out the window, just like what the fuck is happening out there? Yeah, no, and this I don't is know, the. I'm calling the cops.
1: This is the flap in the door, the flap in the front door. Um, yeah. So this is happening in Halifax in Yorkshire, and uh, he, I thought Halifax was in Nova Scotia. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, he, this says this has been happening for the past three weeks. He's at his wits' end and is pleading for the porridge whisperer to stop immediately. Uh, <laughs>
0: He's not exactly a porridge whisperer. He sounds like <laughs> a porridge shouter. Uh,
1: uh. he so he had he wrote this like um public. You know, cry for help. He says, apologies, this is not allowed, but I'm wanting to get to the bottom of this as I'm at my wits end. I live in uh, some weird name. Anyways, for the past three weeks, someone is still opening my letterbox flap in the middle of the night and shouting porridge. Sometimes it's porridge time, Papa Bear, or once it was eat it before it goes cold, Papa. (laughs) That part said in a whisper. It's my special porridge. Um, Before you ask, no porridge porridge had not been left at any times this is clearly an unwelcome visitor and i would like you to stop asap if this is you grow up
0: i have a cure for the porridge whisper
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: a a nine millimeter handgun yeah but you're not allowed to have this in in uh in england no no, you're not you're allowed to have this in america Mm -hmm. in a hidden space inside your home
1: hence no porridge whispers.
0: Hence, snow. yeah. I didn't have a porridge whisperer this morning. I had someone else. <sighs> um, I'm also going to be sitting uh, everywhere in my house with a gun within arm's reach for the next week.
1: Oh, I don't, yeah, don't blame me. Uh,
0: I was fucking totally freaked out. So, well, this has been Riketa News Network is definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? More ammunition! And if you want to help us visit the ammunition, you right. can vi- you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands
1: for... Here's what I don't gun.
0: What is the name of the show? And over there, <laughs> we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly mini minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits of Bob's. Do like our Halloween ends? Con- uh... Review coming out later this week We have our $5 tier We do a monthly bonus episodes Here's what I do get When we drop the hate And talk about what's great We're going to be recording One of a make up, uh, one of those bonus and mini Probably this weekend When I'm in Tulsa We have our $10 tier Where you the fans, submit, submit a film We watch and record A feature in the commentary And I have a plan For how to make up A year's worth of content In a very very short period of time um, Coming up later this year <clears throat> Then we have our $50 spite producer tier Where you get a say in the show You can re- request a special guest You can ask for an episode format change You can uh, ask for a special bid on the show Anything that your heart desires That we can fulfill We will do so And uh, speaking of those I have an issue A write-in issue uh, Much like write-in ballots when In the mm-hmm. elections That I'm going to read From our good friend A.G.S.Y.Z He sends it uh, here's what I don't get. The fear of evolution. These days, people are unwilling to make any change at all, especially if it will make their lives easier. Take the times that you tried to switch the payroll company to the old company you worked at. People would rather have an outdated system that does not work than take risk with a new system. Mm-hmm. In my current job, I'm dealing with problems that have existed for years, and nobody cares about making changes. When I bring up obvious problems to my boss, he just shrugs them off. Problems I know that have been going on for years, but because parts still get made at our manufacturing company, nobody cares. Systems working, I guess. As long as the problem isn't causing a business loss, just deal with it. When I was young, I thought society was going somewhere. I grew up with technology and got to see how it changed, to hear about how computers used to take up a whole room to owning a smartphone. Culturally, too, it seemed like problems were being addressed and new medicines were being developed. And then the absolute dick-up and then absolute dick-all for the past 10 years. I thought we were on the path to Star Trek. I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight, but I thought change was possible. Long before I was born, we switched from glass to plastic, and even though we found that plastic is worse, we'll never go back. It's like that Lincoln log experiment you're talking about. We can't just remove a log. I thought the goal of society was to advance the human race, but we would all rather die than inconvenience someone. Let's lock ourselves up, let someone catch the coof. Don't rock the boat, let it sink. You have to read it verbatim. You don't have. Oh, this is just notes at the end. <laughs> I, this is a really great uh, issue, and it's yeah. summed up pretty succinctly. And he's absolutely right. Um, I, I, we have lived in a world where I, t- I too, like I, th- I remember reading as a kid, and I remember reading all this retro futurism stuff because I was mm-hmm. really, really interested in the. And it wasn't retrofuturism at the time it was written; it was just futurism at the time it was written. But I was really interested in the space race, and I loved reading books written in the '60s, '70s, and '80s about the space programs, about like what Skylab is going to be, and about what the International Space Station was going to be, and like how these were going to be stepping stones. And um, and then you know, early 2000s, Star Trek Enterprise. People hate the opening to Star Trek Enterprise um, because the song. Yeah. But if you just mute it and you watch the intro, the video aspect, mm-hmm. um, it's a really, really interesting video montage of the history of human space, uh, human exploration. Because yes. it starts with like sailors crossing the, the oceans and then it gets into space. And then it starts to show at the very end, it, shows, it showed like the International Space Station being complete. And then it showed like other space stations. It showed things lifting off and early warp flight. Like the future of the past of star Trek, but the future for where we are yes. now and the song sucks, but the imagery I always love seeing in the, cause this is the time, like the, the international space station still under assembly and we get, we see it like where it was and then we'd see it completed. And I was like, man, that's so cool. That's gonna be so cool. when We have a space station. And now here we are 20 years later We've got this completed space station. We fucking bum rides up from Russians to get there. And what do they do up there? They fucking play guitar and make YouTube videos. <laughs> they do like, like, oh yeah, someone spent six months up there to see if their bone density would lost for long term space flight. Like, it really feels like we're just when you look at the speed of human. We went from the first human powered flight.
1: I saw did you, did to you just, landing a man yeah, on the moon.
0: Yep. In less than 60 years Yeah and I saw that Now In almost the same amount of time We have just been standing still
1: Yep Stagnant
0: And it's all because In the 60s When we were starting to invest in space flight It was like Well what about all these poor and destitute at home We need to have the great society We need to spend Lots and lots of money We need to Be uh, Focus on Earth first and so then we've dumped billions of dollars into the poor and underclasses. And the only thing we've created is more and more poor and underclassed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've dumped billions of dollars into the continent of Africa. And all we've, we haven't helped anyone out of poverty. All we've done is create an aid-based economy where they produce nothing and they only exist to take money from richer countries. And I'm not saying like we should bomb them, but – surely there's something that could be done there that isn't just letting children starve so that you can get a, a red cross box a week. Yeah. And and I another good cultural one, because he mentioned the culture stuff. I remember when we were kids, do you remember how like vehement the hate of video games was? Like, yes. Video games and Jack violence Thompson. on TV and the parents' television council. The lawyer, yeah. Yeah. putting the esrb ratings on fucking everything and like you couldn't buy an m-rated game if you were under whatever age Mm -hmm. at target and it was just like this neo-puritanism that from the 80s with the the dare and the mad and all that kind of shit that was coming out and it was finally starting to to ebb away by those early 2000s it was like yeah you know what why don't we just have violence on tv Mm -hmm. because it's fun. Why don't we have these violent video games? Cause they're fun. And it was like, Oh, we're going to get rid of neo-puritism. We can like proceed into a progressive age of just letting people do their own thing. And then the pen, they talk about the pendulum swing. Republicans love the fucking pendulum yeah. swing. Yeah. I just gonna swing back. I'm just gonna swing back. We're going to get power. And then we're going to fucking just be an abortion and shit. Um, well, the pendulum swung and instead of like swinging to uh freedom, it swung all the way into just like canceling people for their thoughts and feelings. <laughs> and now we've gone, we've gone completely the other way and that now you have to like, I sit in meetings now and it's like, all right, everybody go around the table and list off your pronouns. Like Jesus Christ. I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care about yours. I don't care about mine. I try and use proper names as much as possible. Yeah. Um and and do you really think that when I in 20 people I'm gonna remember which ones a she they and which ones a she her and which ones are her she and which ones are they them and which ones an it was? Like, no, it's just noise. Like I can't even remember people people's names in those yeah. kinds of situations. <laughs> like if I meet someone one-on-one, I'll remember their names. Uh 50% of the time. Yeah. When it's like <laughs> Hey, uh, we're all going to stand in a circle And when I pass you the ball tell us your name And a fun fact And then and then once everybody's done Their name and a fun fact You're going to toss your ball to someone But say their name and their fun fact and That's how we're all going to get to know each other mm-hmm. Like okay and so the first person They like throw that ball and it's like Yeah my name is Rob And uh, I like Power Rangers I'm like Rob Power Rangers that's my guy <laughs> <laughs> Then it comes like, all right, now throw it to someone. Rob Power Rangers, fucking done. 19 other people, don't give a shit about you. Yep. Uh, my, I put my pronouns in the uh, WATP Discord. They're her, she,
1: because
0: yeah. I love chocolates. <laughs> D18 says, uh, I've been paying at the Spy Producer level for five months, but I haven't dropped a request yet. Uh, you get whatever you want, man. Just just start sending them. Um, If we can do them, we will do them. I don't really I'm not like I don't have a spreadsheet Where I'm like daily 18 Did his for this month fuck you <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, That's six I'm fucking count it yeah. Uh, um, yeah just send send me a message on discord Patreon any way uh, You want to and we'll We'll get that taken care of Yeah and so any, anything you want to say about lack Of evolution
1: I. It's It's not even lack of evolution we're moving Backwards
0: I I think we might be Yeah Uh, It's Yeah I don't know We need uh, The only thing I hope is that in two years We're supposed to have the Gabriel Bell riots And that is like a precursor to The Like uh, That's a precursor to World War 3 And then Mm -hmm. we get warp travel and then we First contact with the Vulcans in 2063 2061 and uh, I'm just really hoping that we can have some Gabriel Bell riots when the George Floyd riots Were happening I was like this is this is a lot Like the fucking Gabriel Bell riots it's kind of Freaking me out Uh, But I don't I don't I'm starting to lose Hoping that I will get to live in the Star Trek future
1: (laughs) Yeah Yeah Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have, uh, you know, gone to space. That would have been cool. You know, when we were kids, it was like, you know, 30 years, 30 years ago, we were on the moon. So, you know, we're quickly on our way, you know, they're building the international space station, or, you know, they got the international space station. We've got these huge telescopes like we're getting there, man.
0: Yeah, and it was like, oh, yeah, you can buy commercial flights to the, for the first commercial flight to the International Space Station. It's like, yeah, that's going to be in like the next five years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which now, of course, as a kid, I didn't understand scams. Uh, no, but, yeah. but now as an adult, I'm like, that was absolutely a scam. Absolutely. <laughs> that was like a huge scam. Uh, Anyway, well, uh, AS hey, I always forget what order those letters go in. It's A-G-S-Y-Z. Thank you for your issue. Um, it was great. There's lots of stuff to do in space, Buck mm-hmm. Moron. I bet your gods out there. Fucking, we've seen Captain Kirk up there and start defeating some gods. Yeah, you know how many gods. He wiped out Apollo. Apollo, that guy in Star Trek Five. Satan. He he does fight Satan. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, anyway, well, uh, here's my issue this week. Here's what I don't get: the decline of trick or treating. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, Halloween. So Halloween's coming up. It's October. We do October themed issues in in October because in November because fuck Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, just like man, I look so forward to Halloween night. Yeah, uh, I look forward to it as a young kid where I had to go with my parents. I look forward to it too, even more when I was like a pre-teenager and going with my friends and you know it was like two or three years where it was like, yep, you and your friend just head on you out, run around, yep. run around, get as much candy as you can. And then I even, even when I was like an older teenager in high school and uh, we, you know, I'm just taking my sisters out trick or treating. Like that was so much. And, and I'm not even in costume maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, it was fun to like go look at the houses yep. and, and watch them like bag yeah. up all that candy. And, uh, and then, you get a, a little bit older and you're staying home. Like I remember and even in high school, we'd have like a party of people come mm-hmm. over, we watch some movies and then we would monitor the door for whoever's house we were at. Yeah. And you like, you're giving candy to those kids. And then after high school doing that in my own house and um, many years ago, I, I, maybe I was on the show already. Maybe I wasn't, but I, I was, I was going to be home on Halloween night and, you know, we, we didn't have much decorations. We didn't have a lot of money. We were in college. And so, you know, but we had like a skeleton on the door and I had like changed out the light bulb with an orange one. And we had like a, I'd carved a pumpkin or two and strung up some cobwebs and stuff. And I, you know, so I had the, had the door or the front door open with the screen door closed and the light on. And I had my little bag of candy there next to the, the door. No, it was, I think it was after I was on the show. Cause I remember I posted a photo, um, on Twitter and it was a picture of my bag of candy and also Maddox's books and I was like some <laughs> some trick-or-treaters yeah, gonna get yeah. really lucky tonight <laughs> and so I I sat there and I, I think I must have put on scary movies I don't know what just yeah just something, something. Yeah. and I remember just sitting there and you know the, the sun's going down and I've got movies on I'm like this is gonna be a fun night and uh and we li- and I lived on a street with a duplex. We were we living in a duplex and all the, mm-hmm. the street was all duplexes. And so when I was a kid, the duplex row, that was like primo trick-or-treating oh, yeah. because you get double the houses per house. Mm-hmm. And and I remember like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock rolls by, ten o'clock, nobody's come. And uh I think it was like by 10 30, I had closed the front door and I was just like super bummed yeah i was super bummed and um and then getting older like i've gone to halloween parties and stuff and halloween events and and those are fun but i don't know there's not like that same visceral joy no of like seeing the seeing the kids come up like looking all the little costumes they've made you get the kids that show up in the like store-bought costume yeah but then you get kids that show up in, like, these really great costumes, and you're like, that's awesome. You get two handfuls of candy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people – I remember in on when I was in college in, on Imgur, people would be like, I'm going to be that house this year. And they, like, have all these candy bars stocked up. And and it's just, like, come to an end. And so someone was asking me, like, are you going to decorate for Halloween this year? And I don't have any Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, I decorated for Halloween two years ago when I was living in my house in Tulsa, and nobody came. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm just like, do I want to spend money on decorating my house for something for, that- for yourself? Yeah, I love Halloween. Yeah, but I can love Halloween without like pumpkins and and skeletons and and cobwebs and stuff. And maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll do it next year. But but then when I came to that. Conclusion of, I don't know if I even want to do this. And I was just like, man, they has Halloween been stolen from me? Has someone finally managed to like crush out that little bit of just pure child joy that I've carried for so many years of fond memories and 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 everything else and just a love of a holiday that's totally pure and not about Buying not about Buying and consuming And shoving it down Itself down your throat months in advance I know the stores now put their Halloween stuff out in August and September Because god fucking forbid we have these Retail seasons Uh, Halloween's been overshadowed by Tim (laughs) Burton Sucks
1: day (laughs) That's that's, That's my actual favorite holiday
0: And that's the thing is like you get people To be like yeah we're gonna watch a nightmare before Christmas For Halloween like no that's a Christmas movie Fuck you Yeah we're gonna watch Hocus Pocus 2. get f- And that's the thing is like, they're starting to nostalgia mine Halloween things from mm-hmm. us. we like a but- Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, one, Hocus Pocus is not a good movie. Uh, I will fight anyone, anytime, anywhere who thinks that that movie was good. You're an idiot. You watched it as a child and yeah. you're like, oh, this is really yeah. great. Watch and now they kid. made they made a second one. Yeah. People are like, this isn't as good. What'd you fucking think? It's a Disney movie. Come on. Uh, I, I'm... I don't know, and I just—I think part of it is those those myths that lie of, oh, there's people put drugs in the candy, people put razor blades in the candy, and so people stop doing it more less and less and less and less. Like you should be encouraging your kids here's to go my, do this stuff. Here's and then my you don't, theory. Yeah. Here's
1: my theory as to as to it. You already you mentioned the uh, forceful capitalization capitalization of. Of christmas right i think the like there's only, there's no, there's there's not a lot of people that live places where they can't get anything here in the states
0: mm-hmm.
1: right people you know some people live in rural areas but if you've got a car you're probably you know 45 minutes away from some sort of large ish town where you can get things you can get anything you want and if not you can have amazon deliver it to that spot in town yeah right as opposed to let's say right you think of like the 80s as sort of the you know slasher movie halloween you know the the peak of it right um where you have kids running around actually trick-or-treating before the like super rise of well and i mean during the rise of like malls right you have Mm -hmm. malls you have like that's the the start of like super centers right walmart taking over everything you know big box stores um being able to get everything at a moment's notice with the internet instead of having to go over to your neighbor's house and borrow their encyclopedia set um like, do you know your neighbors?
0: No. Well, I know the neighbors across the street.
1: Okay. But you've got, you've also got one to the left and one to the right and one behind you.
0: Uh, I, I have talked to the one behind me.
1: Yeah. When, like, how many of your neighbors do you remember from being a kid?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Right?
1: Yeah. Because you interacted with them more. Yeah. But like, you don't, you don't have to interact with your neighbors anymore.
0: No, that, yeah, that's the, so like, I remember when I was living with my dad, uh, my sister had this fear that people are going to be looking in the windows at her Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and like, nobody spends any time outside. No, nobody. I would be working on the garage, working on my bike, working on the car and I would be outside. I'd spend like a whole day outside Mm -hmm. and I would see no one. Yeah. People would like pull up, pull into their garage, close the door before they even got out of their car. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'd see someone walk out to the mailbox and you'd wave. It's like no one's looking in the window at you. Yeah. We've become so isolated in, in everything. That's, that's why people were calling the cops on their neighbors during the lockdowns for like exercising in their garage or having friends over for movie night because we, we treat everyone as an other. Everyone's an other. We'll buy you candy. I don't know. I just, especially like, Yeah. And so so the question to me is like, where's the cycle? Do kids not want to go trick or treating because there are fewer and fewer houses decorating? Do houses not decorate because there are fewer and fewer kids? A lot yeah. like your like dumb audiences, dumb writers. Yeah, it dumb feeds into itself. movies. And so am I just exacerbating the cycle by not decorating and not being home with a bowl of candy and some friends over and, and watching a scary movie? You know? because uh, that was the thing. I think I got invited over to a friend's house for Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, they're like, Yeah, well, we'll sit out because he's got this nice big side yard and a fire. We'll I'll sit out by the fire and and we'll grill some steaks. And you know, sounds like a great night. And I was like, Oh, and we'll like wait for the trick or treaters come up your your drive, right? Because mm-hmm. he lives on the street and it's just like they're, they're Victorian houses, so they're narrow and tall, and there's just like dozens of them. Yeah, yeah, like, so and they're like, Oh, no, we don't get any trick or treaters. I was like, damn it yeah no so that's my issue the decline of trick-or-treating i wish it would i wish it would come back i wish like i wish like an emp would just hit us and just wipe out Mm -hmm. all of our technology and send us back to the stone age and then we could rebuild
1: yeah you're like i remember going into a stranger's house to experience their haunted house
0: yeah uh, or like, yeah, a garage, whatever that they had, mm-hmm. they had set up. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, I have like so many visceral memories of, from my lifetime of like these great houses that I remember. I remember this one house, um, that was huge. That was nearby us when I was in the first grade and, um, they had in their foyer, a guillotine, a big fucking full That's scale guillotine. Awesome. This is so burned into my memory. And this is this is 25, 26 years ago. Full scale guillotine in this foyer. And they had a woman in like a white dress that was covered in blood, and mm-hmm. she's locked in the the guillotine, and she's like thrashing around. And the candy bowl is underneath her head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you had to reach past her head to grab as much candy as you want. And but like we were little so it was scary yeah and it was and 26 years later i still think about that now <laughs> and it's like i wish i could create those memories for kids but yeah. like why would i go through the effort of doing all that if the kids aren't going to come motherfucker um no. there's a time i saw snow on halloween night that where do you live wisconsin <laughs> jesus so, uh, well, this has been, here's what I don't get. I'm Tad Burt.
1: I'm Tim Hannelrigger.
0: Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in here's got hotline call us 750 seven zero four seven five zero nine four three four. And tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the discord under the voicemail upload channel. Uh, here's one. Here's what I don't get.
1: People that insist on dragging all their tchotchke
0: bullshit into work with them and littering their work area with it. I love seeing your porcelain spaghetti monster, your collection of bubbles, and your Bob Ross plaque that's all about happy little accidents. The only happy little accident here is... Happened forty years ago when your dad did Mark Con to be stupid content. I can only imagine the people that do this are the same people that, when they were in grade school, insisted on bringing all their toys to school with them, got to show off my action figures and Barbies to everyone at school. They'll be so jealous. Buckle. I,
1: Tim,
0: what, what do you how you feel about this one?
1: I don't, I don't mind a little bit of workplace decoration
0: yeah i, but I have
1: I, I mean i've seen i've seen you know desks filled with funko pops also you know yeah what
0: I mean? I, i'm I, I think you're there's probably a line where you oh, there's go definitely past. A line. yeah because like, i'm thinking about my office i've got uh, so my my office i have a door into the two adjoining offices which is weird and on on one side the person has put their desk against that door so that door is not opening and on the other <laughs> side a person has put their shelves against that door so that door's not opening yeah and on on the one side the door is like a, a half door that opens up and then there's a little countertop okay i don't understand why that would ever be in an office but it it gives me a shelf above the above so on that shelf i have like i have my my John Luke Picard action figure, my Beverly Crusher action figure, Mm -hmm. and my copy of my CED copy of rhinestone.
1: Yeah.
0: So that everyone knows. And then I have on my desk, I have a um, Lego bonsai tree. And then I also have like an old stage screw. I have some hockey pucks from the the arena in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got some other like, little stuff that I've collected over. Uh, I have, I have a glass bobble that I made at my first glass blowing class. That's, oh, re- cool, that's cool cool, to mess with. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm going over the, Maybe I'm going overboard, but it's, it, you know, there are things that I like, I, I try and, I try and learn from Jean-Luc Picard, not the, not Gene luck and the, uh-huh. the new stuff, but I, I try Picard. and learn. So I'm, yeah. i and, all, and also it's, it's handy. Cause like when I get one of those messages on Instagram from some of these ladies, and, and they would know, the ladies in quotation marks, and mm-hmm. they want you to like do things for them. One of the things they love is blackmail. and so I'll tell them like, ah, you want me to send you a picture of my bald captain?" And then I, <laughs> I send them this picture of yeah. this John Luke Picard action figure, and I'm like, that's pretty good looking bald captain. Bald captain is a new euphemism for penis. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyway, let us know draw, draw the line. Uh, here's here's another one.
1: If somebody who's worked retail for a very long time, I don't know anymore. But I'm kind of dead to the whole. Like, oh, there's Christmas shit showing up, and it's still Halloween. Yeah, one thing you don't think about is Valentine's Day, and we would get chocolate like heart box, box heart shaped boxes of chocolate, like January beginning 5th. of December. So, mm,
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, there. All the seasons are too fucking the, early. Yeah, yeah, like you get uh as soon as valentine's day is done there'll be like a week of saint patrick's day stuff mm-hmm. showing up and then it's easter yes and then the easter stuff disappears and it's Summertime. like mother's day and then mother's day is done and it's fourth of july and then yeah. fourth of july is done and it's like that's where yeah. there's a big gap <laughs> yes that like july to august because there's no august holiday and then Late August, the Halloween stuff starts showing up. It's like fucking shift that shit all back into its seasons. Valentine's Day stuff doesn't need to show up until the fifteenth of January. Then you have a full month to fucking mm-hmm. figure it out. Uh, let your little seasonal aisle be empty. I, th- there's this like there's this law in retail where empty space people like walk in and be like oh my god the shelf is empty there must be
1: a run on lego products
0: (laughs) so you gotta like constantly face things and shuffle shit around to make it make the store appear full appear full yeah it's like wouldn't it be better for someone to walk in and be like oh shit they're selling out a lot of this stuff maybe i should start buying things uh or like this is our this is our seasonal aisle it's three aisles these are where we put the seasonal stuff um, it is late July. There's nothing until August until October. Yeah. So like, cause they'll, they'll throw the garden center stuff up in, in April in in March and April before you're even like thinking about sitting out on your back patio. Mm-hmm. And then by the, t- by the time you hit July and you're like, you know, maybe a nice little table and chairs in the backyard would be nice we like have the grill. They're like, Oh, grilling season's done.
1: What the fuck do you mean grilling season's done? It hasn't even started. Uh, Yeah, like just... You could just like turn it into the clearance section. Yeah, you could just move the
0: clearance there for a little while. Because then all that stuff goes on clearance and disappears.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Player four calls in. Hey, Tab. Uh, Player four here. Just calling to respond to the last one. Yeah, I'm a dirty liar. I ended up listening to the... um, the Tony from Hack the Movies episode. Um, Still don't like him very much, but, you know, I like the podcast, and not many podcasts these days uh, get my rocks off. You know, everything sucks. But anyway, I'm calling because you asked about Player 4, the moniker. You gave that to me here, and I just thought I'd keep it, you know, calling to other shows with it. No real reason. I've been calling it to for a while. I never had a name, so I might as well just keep it. That's it. Goodbye. so it does come from our show so we're spreading nice. nice speaking of spreading uh someone had some audio issues at their new york show this weekend
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna name any names <coughs> uh but uh if only you knew like a, a professional audio engineer who can record things
1: yeah unfortunately i mean those are very few and far between <laughs> as i hear
0: uh i got a voicemail here from gingerbread girl
1: Hello, this is Gingerbread Girl, and I have a message for Gingerbread Girl. Cause I don't get, uh, why have I not been put on the show yet? Like, I am a great voicemailer, and I just haven't been put on the show yet. I do so much work, and you just haven't put me on the show yet. I don't understand why. I'm, I'm a great voicemailer. I could just do like a hundred voicemails over a few decades, and you know, I could, I could splice them together. I'm the best.
0: What do you think, Tim? Should we have Gingerbread Girl on as a a guest host in the rotation?
1: Hey, all that shit's up to you now. (laughs) (laughs) You're the linchpin now, so. yeah. I'm just along for the ride.
0: Uh, That's until I decide to go on vacation next year Mm -hmm. and it's going to be like, all right, Tim, Buck, Chaco, Tony, uh, you guys need to do three episodes. Good luck. (laughs) Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And here's our last one for this week. Yesterday, when
1: people put the clothes through the dryer like 15 times because they're trying to reach some unattainable level of dryness, it's not physically possible. Because oh no, this is still wet. Yeah, it's not fucking wet. You're just reparted. They. If the shit sits in the dryer
0: for like ten minutes after the cool down cycle, and it's not warm when they open the dryer,
1: it's still It's not fucking wet. Stop running the fucking dryer over and over again.
0: That reminds me, I need to run the dryer again because that that the stuff in there cooled off while I was doing the show. <laughs> I do that. I do that. Does annoy me too.
1: If you need to run the dryer more than like one additional time, you know, yeah, then well, sometimes you're, you're messing up.
0: Like what I what what happened to me right is like I'll throw stuff in the dryer and then go to bed and then you know because I'm like still in the middle of cycles and then the next morning I will run a rinse cycle on or I'll, I'll it'll happen like I'll leave them for a week and so I'll run a rinse cycle on the the washing machine stuff so that it's like freshly rinsed and then uh-huh. i'll run the dryer again and that way it's less likely to be wrinkled when i hang it up but after that second time of running the the dryer to try and make stuff not be wrinkled I, i'm done the shit's getting hung up it'll be wrinkled out yeah shit
1: yeah
0: i'll buy an iron maybe someday yeah rage scholar said it'd be funny if the first episode had multiple co-hosts literally everyone except ted that would be very funny <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great episode it's it's you four and i'm just not here yeah yeah uh, maybe maybe we'll make that happen. Now that we're all on Signal, and we can all like text into one big group chat. Although that's weird. As soon as we added you and Tony, like the the fun conversation stopped. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, uh, this has been here's I don't get this week. Stay tuned. We're going to be switching over to another channel on or another uh, event on YouTube and doing a review of Halloween Kills. No, ends. Halloween ends. Motherfucker. Fucking just call Halloween 5. Call call Halloween 17. Yeah. Some fucking arbitrary number. So until next time, I'm Ted Burt.
1: I'm Tim the Handlebreaker.
0: See ya. Bye.